Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. The Toddcast Podcast. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and at ToddHancock.ca. <laughs> Laura. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this I was not expecting. You look great. What's going happy, on? Happy, happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, thank you. Thanks for, for having us. <laughs> yeah, thank you for taking the time to join us here in uh, in Vancouver, Canada. Have you been here before, by the way? I have. I've been there twice. Oh. And actually, we just um, were there for a photo shoot in, was it May? Oh, no, it was in, in July. Mm. Fantastic. And it was, oh, I love it there. It's beautiful. It's and like, everybody was so nice. We were just sitting out on the water and, yeah. and the weather was perfect. Where did you grow up? Uh, Maryland. Oh. Turn left at the cow, right at the church, keep on going directions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How Middle of nowhere. Like how how was that for, for, for music and all that? Like was it was it a, a big music upbringing for you? You know, I've always loved music, so it's just something that was in me. And and my parents had my mom plays a little piano, and we were just always singing and listening to the oldies. And and country's always been there too, because a a I'm from the country, but also I love the lyrics, I love the melodies, and that kind of a thing. So uh, so yeah, it's uh, always been in my blood. That's great. And so who were the first bands to really grab a hold of you? Was it like Dolly and, and Kenny and all that? or You know, well, Dolly is, a, I mean, God, what a legend. And, you know, know one that. of my things that I, when, when I fall in love with an artist, I, I always like to look at what they do outside of their creativity. And I love that she's so philanthropic. She gives back in any way that she can whether it was during the pandemic or it was um, or it's children with her library. I mean, di- all different things. And so, yes, I'm a huge fan of her, but I love her music too. And her songwriting is incredible. I I'm getting more and more into songwriting. So it's been, it's been fun to explore and what does Laura want to say and what's next? And, and again, wish list. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, I, I, Dolly's definitely a, high on my list for sure Sure, i mean you, and you think about like you know of course she's revered in in your you know in your world in the country world but uh i mean think about the record that she just produced with uh tons of rock stars like uh the singer of judas priest jumped on a song with her. i know you know what i mean like she is loved by everyone it's not just people in country Oh, everybody. And, you know, she's so middle of the road. She's funny. She's like, you know what? I'm not political. I I got fans on the left. I got fans on the right. And I like to keep it that way. I mean, she's just, she's great. She knows, she knows her fans and she knows how to, to really work the whole thing and, and just a genuine heart. And actually um, a dear friend of mine uh, played on, on that record. Oh, no way. So, yeah. Dane Bryan, he's a keyboard player. He's amazing. I love him. In fact, we're roommates too <laughs> in Nashville. Nice. But, nice. So, um, but absolutely incredible. And he said the session was amazing too. And he I actually, um, he uh, produced one of the last records that Olivia Newton-John ever sang on. And 
In fact, it was with Olivia and uh, Dolly. They sang Jolene together. It was Olivia's favorite song, and she always wanted, or one of her favorite Dolly songs, and she wanted to do it with Dolly, and that's one of the last things they they did together and and uh, Dane got to produce it and he I said how did that even happen how did you come up with that and and he's been uh Olivia's uh music director for many years and and he said Laura the arrangement came to me the night before when I was sleeping in this dream and it was just like one of those ding <laughs> kind of moments <laughs> but now, yeah have you ever seen uh Dolly in concert I have. I saw her at the Hollywood Bowl and it was amazing. I mean, that's a great venue too. And yeah. uh, just a great live venue. And the sound is impeccable. And it just, it just radiated Dolly all over it. <laughs> that's great. And what was the first concert that you went to? Oh gosh. I have to think about that. Um, My first concert was, um, would be in sync. <laughs> I love me some good and sing. <laughs> Can't beat it. What do you bah, bah, bah. How old were you? Oh gosh. Um what was I like? 10, 11, something like that. Yeah. 10, 11, 12, something. It was so fun. <laughs> what do you remember about that day? Well, they tried to bring my sister on stage, but no, it's like, no, no, but um, but like, I was like, oh, I'll go, because they were picking all like uh, all the little kids and stuff. And my sister was on the end. And I was like, hey, what about me? <laughs> nice. But, um, uh, you know, I just remember that they're dancing. And I mean, it was they're true entertainers. Mm-hmm. They put on a show, absolutely put on a show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I well, I love the whole boy band thing. I think it's great. But they they really are just great musicians and and great entertainers, they dance, they sing, they do all of the above. And you sit there and you're literally entertained the whole time. And they talk about their songs and and uh, and how they wrote it or how they came up with it or why they wanted to record it or whatnot. And it was just such a great, it's so, to me as a songwriter, as a growing songwriter, I'm I'm seeing that more and more, why, you know, why does somebody write the song? Why, like, why did I come up and write Wishlist and, you know, it's one of those things that it's just like, oh, it's in me. And and I'm like, okay, what does Laura want to say next? And so, it, yeah, it was, a, it was a great concert. And obviously all the flair and everything, too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And how old uh, were you for your first concert that you threw? Like, were you a teenager? Were you in your 20s? Oh, mine? Probably four or five for my parents in the basement. <laughs> yes, <of course. laughs> yes, and it was... It was the best audience ever. Yeah, they adored <laughs> Although you. they probably had to see the show a million times. So they were like, we're over it. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> totally right. Because we were charging them tickets. My sisters and I were like, yo, you need, nice. you need to um, you need to pay just like that. Yeah, yeah adore, man. <laughs> uh, that's funny. What what have you got beside you, by the way? What's going on here? So, uh, oh, these are, uh, you know what? This is so funny. You know, when you, when you dream as a child, and about, oh, I want to sing and I want to do this. You never know that down the road, you're going to write children's books about your birds. Right. So I have parrots. <laughs> I'm the crazy bird chick. And this is Snuggles, one of the birds. <laughs> and I've written a Christmas book. Well, and this one will be coming out soon. But Snuggles goes to Hollywood, which is, this is Snuggles. <laughs> but 
um, and through the books, they learn different lessons and, and, you know, that they're there for one another. It's teamwork. And, and um, during the, in this Christmas book, which is Tyler Harmony Snuggles and the Christmas tradition, they learn uh, it's, they learn how to give back and help people. And that's something that was very important to my parents for us kids to learn. And, um, and so they always wanted us to do that in our lives. And it's always been very important to me. So in, in this Christmas book, the birds learn about different traditions. Like, yes, in our family, we make cookies, we sleep under the tree, we decorate the tree, we do, we go and sit on Santa's lap, but the birds also go to a soup kitchen or a homeless shelter and they feed uh, homeless birds. And also a tradition in our house, this is one of my favorites, is that my parents would always tell us, go find a student in your class who's less fortunate, who probably thinks that Santa may not come this year. And so we would uh, we would go out and buy gifts and make gifts. And the night before Christmas, we would leave the gifts on the on their front porch, knock on their door and run. And so that way Santa would come and they never knew it was us. And so it's told through the bird's eye view that the birds learn this. So it's yes, it is a holiday book, but it's not always a holiday book. It's about giving back. And it's the feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And I also have an American flag that flew with me on my F-16 ride. So when I was doing a bunch of stuff, which I still do with the Air National Guard. So (laughs) that's incredible. What's that? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's really neat. And I and I pulled nine G's and I didn't throw up. Wow. Like some <laughs> pass out too, right? Like straight up. Oh yeah. Too much. In fact, one um I did a, a tour with Clint Black and we we had actually talked about that because he had done one too and he was throw up all over the place. Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, here are my barf bags. I did pull I did. nine G's. Yeah. So yeah. That's crazy. So uh kids book uh author, uh, did you like do you still host a radio show or you used to host a radio show? Um, you know, I, I do every now and then. Um, I've done actually a couple of radio shows. One was for the military, as you know, I have a huge love of the military, mm-hmm. which was called Serving Your Country, where we would take dedications and requests uh from family members or friends that wanted to send a request or a dedication or a letter from home to someone in the military. And we would also play country music, me and Ramblin' Ray out of Chicago. And also I have a show called, uh, it's with Golf Talk America with PGA Tour Radio. um, And it's called That's America to Me. So where I go and interview different people, all different walks of life uh, that specialize in whatever field they're in from. I've I've interviewed Bill Anderson. I've interviewed Larry King, dear friend. um, And uh, even... Bob Fischel, who invented the heart stint. So like all different kinds of people. And so that, so it's been great. I, so I try to get to do that as much as I can, but it's a little nutty going around, going around, living the dream, all of the above. So. I, I was just going to say like, what, you don't like downtime? Like, you know what? I am up so- on like country tours and everything else. Like we, where, where do you find the time to do all this stuff? Uh, you know what? I love being busy doing what you love. I know that's cheesy and stupid, but. I feel so blessed and I feel so honored that I get to do that every day. And again, that's another reason why I love our military. They let us live in freedom and live our dreams and, you know, 
get we get to do the things that we want to do and and i and i always say like these men and women they give their time their energy and their lives 365 days a year and it's not just them that give it's the families that give too because they're moving around the country the world whatever it may be so that we can have our freedom so i always like to give a shout out and say thank you for everything that your family is doing too as well as these men and women in the service yeah. but uh yeah i i'm so proud of this flag i it's like i couldn't even believe that they asked me to do it you know i was like oh are you sure you want me to go they're like oh yeah so but it was one of the greatest experiences of my life yeah that's cool and, and how's the golf game um you know what give me a pink ball and a kitty club and a clown's mouth i'm good to go <laughs> i can yeah. rock a good mini golf <laughs> that's, great. that's great you know this is all pump and blow dryer it's probably my golf ball's mm -hmm. not going to go very far <laughs> mm -hmm. and how good does it feel to be back you know kind of normal right like you're you're back playing your music in front of people like those those couple of years of COVID was crazy right it was so crazy you know what and anybody that says that they weren't depressed or, or had some form of it that's a lie I mean it was so difficult especially to me I mean granted Zoom has been great but it's also been hard too I love seeing somebody's face I love it being in person I love giving someone a hug mm. and to, you miss that and but it shows like yours that allowed us to be creative and to get our music out there and and everything we wanted to say and stay connected to our fans or as we call them, the Briniacs were a big family. Um, but yeah, it really it was a tough time. It was very dark and and but I also saw us all come together too, as as human beings, we do want to help each other get through the tough times and. I, you know, we all got to see that, how we really do care about one another, but to be able to get back out there and, and, and continue the stream and live it and share your music and there, you just can't explain it to somebody. I, I mean, I've never done drugs before or anything like that, but that high of when you're performing and connecting with somebody and somebody singing the words back to you the song that you wrote or the song that you're performing because they love it or it touched their heart or it got them through a tough time or made them feel something whatever it may be you know that's even if it just happens to one person you know as an artist i've done my job yeah, I, yeah. i've helped somebody and, and what put was a smile on their face or get them through a difficult time yeah that that first show like do you remember where it was where you played first Oh God, um, the first show I'm trying to think was, it was in Nashville and it was great. It felt so good to be like, be there jamming with, with my band and everything. It's like, oh God, this feels so right. You know, yeah. uh, it was so, so good. And, and, you know, we were doing, we did a couple things actually. And we were doing, um, uh, we were doing the the Opry TV WSMV, which was really fun. And then I, I love this organization. You you know me. I I love to give back and I love to help in any way that I can. There's a great organization called Musicians on Call. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's amazing. And they bring in musicians to come to different hospitals and sing to the patients if they're 
if they're up for it or if they just need a little pick me up or something to just give them a smile or something. And I actually was given um, the Vanderbilt VA hospital and Oh God, <laughs> it was really an incredible moment. Um, I will always remember that. And just, you know, again, there's these amazing servicemen and women who just want to be with their platoon. They want to get back out there. They want to get better. And, and they're just so grateful that we came in there to play them a few songs and, and some of them were singing back and just, it was just an, a, a wonderful, um, it was just a wonderful experience. And, and, uh, RJ was with me and we, we just, he was my guitar player and we were singing harmonies and we sang over the rainbow. And then we were singing some classic songs too, like love is alive. And then we did jawbreaker and, and just uh, our songs and it, it just was great. And, yeah, yeah, it's crazy, right? Like, isn't it, a, it amazing what music does to people? It is, you know, and that's the thing. Like, whatever your political views, whatever anybody's things are, music brings people together, and it's so healing. It really does. I I remember um, my dad recently passed away um, during the pandemic, not from COVID, but a rare blood cancer, and I remember. I went into the grocery store to go pick up some sliced turkey or something. The, um, and he was going through chemo and radiation and the doctor was like, look, we need to keep him eating and different things. And, and, um, and so he was like, look, I need you to get him some dark chocolate. I'm like, dark chocolate, <laughs> but it's got, you know, it's high in, in magnesium and different things like that, which chemo depletes and whatnot. And so he, so there I was, I was getting some sliced turkey and this woman behind the counter, uh, she said, Oh, you know, can I help you? And all of a sudden I just burst into tears. You know, it's like, you got to be strong when you got to be strong. And like, it just, everything fell out. And I, she's like, it's okay. You know, you're okay. It's okay. And I was explaining the situation. She said, I'm a 12 year can uh, breast cancer survivor. And she said, if I have any advice to give you, don't forget to laugh at least once a day and sing a little song whatever it, whether it's you are my sunshine or it's or it's something by Dolly Parton or it's something by Metallica she's like music is healing mm -hmm. she's like and don't forget to laugh at least once a day mm -hmm. and it's been such I I, I love that advice and I, I use that every day yeah no it's great yeah true too that there's a there's a program around locally here in, in Vancouver in the lower mainland that's uh, it's called music heals Yes. It, it sounds kind of like what you're doing there uh, as well. Like they'll, yeah. they'll take, uh, you know, instruments and stuff and people go to like old folks homes where they don't right. remember their kids' names, but yet they can remember all of the words to Jolene. Exactly. Like even yeah, in that sort of thing. I mean, yeah. even with my dad, when he was passing, we were singing all these oldies, you know, and people like you're so you can't even know any of these songs, but you know, listening to the oldies but goodies with my dad and driving to the Sunday school and whatnot. There we were in the last couple of days, just sitting there saying, as I walk along, I wonder, you know, we're just humming a tune and, and it was, it, it doesn't, you could see my dad kind of just moving his head and all those things. And it is, it doesn't matter what you're going through or, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly music brings a smile. You feel something. It definitely is healing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And by the way, how did you decide on, uh, is it Janet Jackson 
or is it Michael Jackson? I can never get this right. Is it the the, the black cat? Black cat? Oh, black cat. It's the, Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. So how do you decide on the, the covers? And and what would you cover today if you were to do, to do something like that again? Oh, Todd, I got a song for you. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a little, uh, I'll tell you a little something. We have a, a fun song coming out. You know, I, here's my thing. If you're going to do a cover of a song and it's iconic, you either gotta sing it the way the right. icon did, or change it and make it your own. Sure, because somewhere in the middle don't work. That don't work at all. Yeah. So I, you know, I love Janet Jackson. She's amazing. What a, again? What a major icon, as well as her brother and their family. Um, and I just was like, you know, I want to make this badass and rocking guitars and just real sassy attitude and. And so that's what we did. And, and you know, and as far as like the covers, I, I it's such a, we have such a great creative team behind us too. I mean, that's the thing. Like, yes, I, I get, yes, it's my name. It's my face. And I, I'm the one that sings or, uh, you know, it's creative and all, but there's so many people that go into the Laura Bryant team. Like, there's no way I could do any of this on my own. It's yeah, imagine trying to pull it off by yourself. Like, I, who, who can do that? I mean, from bus drivers to makeup artists to you know, it's a whole team. Sure. I'm just there's no I in the word team. Yes, I know there's a me, but there's no I. And so it really, I'm so grateful because of all these amazing people and people like and you. But but we have a fun song coming out. I hate myself for loving you. No, really. Joan, Joan Jett? Oh, yeah. And yeah. we got a video. The video is so fun. Oh, my God. It was shot in Las Vegas. I don't want to totally give it away because there's some really badass things going on in there. And actually, they've never shot a video in one of these places in in the video. So uh, they've done some photo shoots here and there, but they've never done a music video. So... Um, I think I'm losing my my hat. Sorry, it's kind of falling. Um, but, as you do, you know, your Santa hat always falls off. But but no, if I and again, Joan Jett is. I love her music. I love her music. I love that she's rock. I love that she's sassy. I love that she's edgy. And so when I, I was thinking, you know, I, when I, I wanted to take an iconic song, and I was like, you know what? But I want to make it kind of i want to keep i want to pay homage to her because she's amazing but i also want to make it a little laura bryna e and do a little twist with our stuff with our shtick and so i kind of made it it's very rock but it's also like a country southern rock little blues but it's kind of got those winona or i really say the judsy kind of harmonies in it because the 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 Joan Jett version is all gang vocals and everybody just singing the the lead. Yeah, yeah. But we did a little bit of both, so we added some cool Judd's harmonies, but also did some gang vocals too. So I hope that she would be proud of that. I hope that it would really it would make her happy and that oh somebody did a great version of it. Yeah, sure. And so like, yeah. did did Janet get a hold of you? when you did that song or did like you talk to anybody or I mean, I'm still waiting. She can call me. That was a really good job. That was a really good job. I know people that know her, but you know, it's like, Janet, hi, (laughs) it's Laura. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But 
but yeah, no, I have some friends that have danced with her and, and so, but yeah, like, or actually my dance teacher danced with her. So, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I, I'm here. She can call me whenever she wants. Twenty-four <laughs> nice. seven. I'm good. <laughs> For your whole career, and this is in, including everything, like you know, to the radio host and the writing kids books and stuff. Can you nail it down to one career highlight, or is that just impossible? It is impossible, but I will say something that does really always stick out to me. I mean, I loved that musicians on call, but. I mean, because I, I love giving back. So that's my thing. I so fortunate that I got to go on a USO tour in uh, right before the pandemic. And it was the week of July 4th. And it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. I was responsible for singing the national anthem at every performance. And, and then I also got to do Hometown Heroes, a song that I co-wrote for the Air National Guard. And you know, to go there to Kosovo, Kuwait, an undisclosed or uh, location, mm-hmm. Jordan, um, Djibouti, Africa. Uh, we went uh, to Spain and Germany. I mean, to sit there, A, it's 4th of July. So, I mean, that's our independence. But then to go and sing the national anthem in front of all these men and women and everybody sing together on 4th of July or that week. You know, and these men and women have been away for like nine months and we're we're just bringing a little piece of home to them to say thank you. And I remember like going on stage and just kind of just standing there each time for like, uh, to me, I mean, it must have felt like minutes, but for me, it just, I was, or felt like an eternity to people, but I just sat there and I was like, if I never get back here, I want to be a sponge and suck it all in and just soak in this moment. And I just, you look around and you see everybody in their fatigues and, and there's flags waving and there you all are singing the song and every word means something, you know, from the, to the flag, to the bursting in air and the home of the break. I mean, it just, these men and women live, live these words. And I was the one that got to sing it. It's an incredible honor to be able to do that. And I can't wait to go on another tour. For sure. Now that nothing's booked yet or, or is it, are you dropping more stuff here? Oh, oh, Todd, (laughs) I got got stuff to drop everywhere. (laughs) That's great. What, what is the rest of, uh, of the year looking like for you? And, and like, how far are you mapped into, to 24? Oh, we're, we're Googling, mapping, and, and we're wazing it and all the above. But uh, we got a lot going on, doing a lot of writing. Um, really excited about Wishlist. The, uh, you know, it's funny. You got to, when you do Christmas, you think, you're like, oh my gosh, Christmas is a, such a happy time and all of those things. And, and you never know that a song that you write that people are going to like. I mean, now, you know, we've got certified out jawbreak and everybody's been so responsive i mean really like you're putting a song out there and you're like and standing in the middle of the street naked and you're like i hope they like it <laughs> um but yeah i mean and, and it's crazy like their wish list i was on a layover in dallas and i'm on the phone with damon and we're going back and forth and i'm telling one of my managers i was like write this down on the napkin 
what if it goes like this? So, I mean, it's been, uh, it's been crazy, but we've got a lot of different shows. Like we've got, we're doing the Hollywood Christmas parade coming up, which is uh, November 26th. It's going to be on the CW. So that's really exciting. Um, so it's really a big debut of, of Wishlist. Um, we're hoping to get overseas and do some fun shows over there and country to country over that. It's like the UK and, and Scotland and Ireland and all. So it'd be great to be a part of that. But we're, we're, uh, we've got lots of new music coming out. We've got, um, uh, I'm constantly writing. So I, it's been really a great experience and writing songs for me and what I want to say next. And so that's been great. And, and just challenging myself. I think that's something that you know, as artists or even as human beings or in anything that we do, you, you I'm always learning and challenging myself. I want to surround myself with people who are better than I am so that I can get better too. Um, That's how you rise. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to getting touring and, and, and doing a whole bunch of shows and writing and, and all of the above. So I'm excited about all that. (laughs) And and why do you think it is that that like maybe as an, an an artist you can shed some light on this, but like seems to me that there's just not enough bands or songwriters and stuff making Christmas music. Why is that? Do you think? Um, you know, uh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's the happiest time of the year. I mean, I love that time of year. I love love being together. It's about giving you know back. what I mean. You know what I mean, though, right? Like Yeah, no. I mean, so I think like none of my favorite bands make Christmas music. Like I none- think because it's like, you know, one time a year and and I think that may I mean, you know, I, I don't know, but it's a gift that keeps on giving. I mean it's all you'll hear it every year and maybe it's cliche. Yeah. I don't you know, I don't know. Yeah. That is strange though. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Um to me it just yeah. seems like a rite of passage, you know. I, I mean, we put out Santa Baby, and now we have Wish List that's coming out. And so, and like, me, how fun is just, that to know that people are like families are at home with their kids, and it's comfort zone, and your music's playing there. You know, it it, it is a pinchy moment. It's definitely a pinchy moment. I mean, you, again, you you go back as you know as a little one, and you're like, oh, I want to sing. You don't know what that means. I mean, you do, but you don't like where's what is that and you've got all these different opportunities coming up like i didn't know i was gonna write children's books and my mom's like laura everybody knows you and your birds you should do something i'm like okay and so it just became this passion project that's turned into something we've got we've got a website coming out called the beak buddies and that's there that's the whole brand it's called the beak buddies and we've got an animation video coming out soon with them and so the birds are go on different adventures and things like that. So yeah, it's, it, it's great to be able to dream. Exactly. You know, and, and what a great time of year to do it. <laughs> love it. I love your uh, positivity, Laura. It's, it is simply, uh, uh, it's, it's refreshing. <laughs> I, I Thank you. I, I try, you know, I, I think that's something that my parents instilled in me and yeah, yeah, yeah so. same, for, same for me. Uh, you're easy to find on Instagram. Uh, simply your, your name, Laura Briner. Uh, yeah, and what's the worst where are you most active you think you know all of the above and i'm the one that responds so you know it's not that somebody else is doing i'm the one that responds so i mean we've got facebook and instagram tiktok laurabrina.com we've got i mean all of the above and definitely check us out on spotify um 
strange dream. <laughs> but yeah, we've got a lot of different fun things. Oh, and X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. But uh, and definitely uh, go see the video of of Wishlist coming out on YouTube. We got a lot of fun videos there too. So from yeah. acoustic things to just uh, great uh, performances and just being real and hanging out with Laura. I love it. Laura, thank you for taking the time. I'll wrap thank up. you so much for having me. Follow along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Find us at Toddcast Podcast. Attention, fans of fairy tales that are magical, hilarious, and grim. The award-winning Pinna Original Podcast, Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, has new episodes out now. While you've probably heard of the Brothers Grimm, you've never heard these tales told in quite this way. I'm Adam Gidwitz, best-selling and Newbery Honor author of Books for Children, and in Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, I share the real, weird, grim fairy tales with real, weird, hilarious kids. In each episode, you not only get to hear a story, but you also get to enjoy this group guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and sharing their own perspectives on the tales. Also, heckling me. They love to heckle me. The episodes are rated on a scale from grim to grimmer to grimmest, so there's always a great variety of tales to explore with your family. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. 